Ladies and gentlemen, it's all happening in Westview, New Jersey, a cute and cuddly American town with a whole lot of weird juju going on. Is juju an okay word to say in 2021? I'm not (laughs) sure of the entomology. With me to decode that and so many more things about uh, what's been happening in WandaVision, it's a man who, when confronted by reality, chooses to close his mind and expand his own personal internal reality, which he expands into the actual reality. And there's like a dome thing. Anyway, you get the point. It's Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, uh, the the metaphor of me retreating into my own personal fantasy universe is very apt, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking if that was used to, like if you had the ability to create your perfect utopia and start to expand it. I'm just trying to think what, you know, everything becoming comic book stores, uh, (laughs) you know, really well-written fantasy books. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to think of other things that you like. Big big comfy chairs in front of massive TVs. (laughs) And delicious food. Delicious and also like me because I'm awesome. Exactly. Yes. You, You would be largely unchanged. Oh, thanks, Stu. <laughs> I hope I'd get like a cute new outfit or something like a. Sure, everyone can have whatever they want. Yeah, that's, that's the benefit of the Magic Wish universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are here to discuss, as we have been for the past five now six weeks, WandaVision, the first Marvel MCU TV series on Disney Plus, and we are up to episode six which I believe is actually called the all-new Halloween Spooktacular. Yes, (laughs) which was very cool. This episode didn't have, I I guess it was building on the reveal of Pietro's revelation at the end of episode five, which Mm. kind of broke the internet, I think, a bit, a little bit, a little bit of a shake there. People, (laughs) People enjoyed it. Uh, and this time he's fully in the story, and I don't know, what did we think? We, we sort of, we ramped up a little bit, just as a, as a preview chat, due to our minute challenge. How did you feel upon seeing Wanda apparently grow even more powerful? Well, this is it. I wondered how Pietro was going to fit into the story, or, or Peter, as he's being called. Yeah. I'm and confused. yeah, yeah. And I thought, uh, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting how he's sort of slotted in. He's very much he's exactly the sort of character we thought he was going to be. And yet there's something going on there, I think. Like there's something not quite right about Pietro as just in the same way that that Vision is maybe not quite right, but mm-hmm. maybe in a slightly different way too. So we can we can talk about that. Well, do we want to crack on with our minute challenge or do we need to have sort of like a 10-minute tangent up front? Um, <laughs> you know, just like, because like, our, our listeners really demand me. I, I think that the tangents will, will crop up uh, okay. perfectly naturally <laughs> on their own, so we shouldn't well, uh, we shouldn't force I, them. Let, let's, uh, I, let's press on. Can I start this week with the minute challenge? Because yeah, I want to try and get a say, few things. Can I start this week with a diversion? No, no. <laughs> Um, my the talking about the possible diversion was the diversion. I just the last weeks you got all like the cool stuff out, and I was like, I want to try and get some cool things I noticed out. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I went, I went last week, so you, you. Because I know, I know that you'll be able to explain certain things to me. Sure. That I picked up on and had maybe a theory about, but I don't really know. So you might be able to help. So do it. First of all, I just want to say the FBI dickhead is really getting even more way dickheadier. <laughs> I 
feel like his character, even though they're outside the sitcom construct of Westview and WandaVision, I think he's FBI because he's not Sword, is he? Monica is Sword. No, 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 he's Sword. That, that's um, oh, he's that's sword. her boss. Oh, that's her boss. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Um, uh, Jimmy is um, Jimmy's uh, the ex- okay. FBI. Well, my apologies to the good people of the FBI. <laughs> I apologize because it's important to respect American lawmakers because I think we can all agree <laughs> on the day as we record this that Donald Trump has been acquitted for a second time from being impeached I think we can all agree that American lawmakers uh, always make excellent decisions yes absolutely that, that's certainly been the theme throughout uh, 2020 and into 21 <laughs> but yeah he's he's I feel like he's almost they're almost sending up the trope of the asshole boss crime-fighting head of the unit something. That's true, yeah. He, he Even he though that's from... outside the sitcom tropey thing, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's just every episode he's like, hey, I'm going to make another rash decision, but it's okay because I'm confident. I'm the male boss and I have confidence, and that means I can do whatever the hell I want. And, oh, my God, Stu, I'm just remembering a number of bosses that we've shared. <laughs> and, wow, flashback, flashback, flashback. Um, you really just can do a lot of shit if you have enough confidence i feel like he's trying to radiate bde it's just not coming across as bde (laughs) well i mean he he really goes hard this episode he definitely goes to places that we haven't seen him before like for example he really throws monica's dead mother in her face yeah uh and and like the fact that she knew captain marvel and that that's why he thinks that she he's going easy on on Wanda, I, it's just bizarre, like that he would go so hard all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like, hey, you want some other reasons why I'm just going to be a dick in your face? <laughs> I because I, I still don't understand the Monica Rambo Carol Danvers thing because I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. Which now that I have Disney Plus, I realise I should. But look, let's get there one step at a time. Because she was obviously like a kid. Yeah, she was a kid when when she knew Carol. Yeah. She she basically well, I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, it's relatively simple. Like, her mother was good friends with Carol, and then Carol like left. For a long time and in the intervening uh period her mother got cancer and then monica got snapped away and while she was snapped away her mother died right um, so i think possibly she has some resentment towards captain marvel for uh, leaving and for yeah. leaving and, and not helping her mum. i think there's definitely something there uh, but also i don't even know his name but dickhead sword boss you know the guy he's <laughs> he's like throwing back the fact that she got disappeared or blipped or whatever it is back in her yeah. face that's like dude that's not her fault yeah i know there would be other people in that room who are working for you who also got blipped i wonder if there is or whether there's something like whether they are all unblipped people oh uh, except if they are sword they did mention that she was the first person to report yeah. that for duty so maybe so, so may- maybe they maybe they're not and maybe she is like the only one there who's unblipped yeah. But way to go throwing it all on one person, dude. It's not her mm. fault. Like, you, you don't understand what it was like trying to keep the lights on. And it's like, yeah, dude, not my – literally, why are you – way to blame the victim, dude. Um, so I feel like they're really ramping him up to kind of Joss Whedon levels of evil. Um, and, hey, told you a diversion was coming. Yeah, I was am about I, to say, yeah, you want to you jump in there or what? Am I – Am I feeling pretty smug that I've been on Team Xena for all these years? Oh, well, <laughs> you can bet I'm feeling pretty smug. Yes. Uh, and I'm just really <laughs> desperately hoping that the only kind of negative holdover from Xena is the fact that Kevin Sorbo, Hercules, turned out to be a bit of a dick. I, I was going to say, like, there, um, there's a pretty strong <laughs> dickhead connection there as yeah, well. Yeah, like, he's a dickhead kind of weird Trump supporter type of dude. 
But so far, we haven't had like a swathe of former actresses come out and say, you know, he bad Juju. Again, yeah. is Juju okay? I don't, I, I mean it as like bad vibes is what I mean. Um, apologies if, if that is an insensitive. Uh, uh, I, I will have to apply to the Internet Council to see whether Juju is a cancellable offence yet. I, yeah, look, I may be pre-cancelled just for safety. <laughs> I can cancel myself just for safety's sake. And then we can apply it to uh, the good people of Twitter to see if I, I can get back in. But, yes, no, uh, I, look, all I'll say on Just Whedon is uh, feeling pretty smug right now. Obviously devastating and it's very terrible to find out that young women were mistreated and abused on set and I fully support women. But also, Team Xena over here, Team Xena over here. <laughs> always better, always the better show. Just Whedon is a hack. Woo. I think I'm... Very respectful in victory. What are your thoughts yes. as, a, as, a, as a Buffy fan? I, I just want to say I'm not anti-Buffy. I watched Buffy. <laughs> Buffy is fine. But Stu and I, for those who have not gone back and read. For, for, those, for those who are firing up their keyboards, this is actually a <laughs> running bit. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Stu and I, not long after we watched the porn together. <laughs> Which, you, like, if you don't know, you don't know. But it's totally fine. Everyone's cool. We watched the Buffy Xena musical episodes mm. to sort of decide which one was better and uh, came away still utterly convinced of our own uh, point <laughs> of view. Right. Uh, well, I came away with the correct uh, view and you were wrong. <laughs> that's, how, that's how that worked out. I'm not sure why you keep framing so, it as yeah, some, like, so, side sort of thing. So the Buffy-Zena um, rivalry between Stu and I has, has just been a long-running bit. But, yeah, it's been really yes. interesting to see. <laughs> I, I have of... had my legs cut out from under me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> just like on a moral, ethical ground. Yeah, uh, although I will say, no, I actually, I, I, I'll say this, and, and there's no real joke here, but it's just it's just something that I feel, and I, I avoided saying it on Twitter this week, but I'll, I'll immortalise no, it in this podcast. You might be um, cancelled, Stu, I'm just yeah, saying. Well, no, I, I just think that, you know, you're still allowed to watch Buffy. Like, like uh, there's lots of people who worked on that show, including the very actors and actresses, uh, actresses especially, who have come forward and sort of said that they had a pretty bad time on the set. I think if it was meaningful to you growing up, it's it's way easier to forgive an entire show than it is to forgive, like, one person. I am a separate the art from the artist kind of person. Not yeah, exactly. Is. And, and while, while Joss Whedon, like, you know, Buffy is joss whedon show um i think you can still separate that out in the sense that buffy summers is not joss whedon and you know joss joss whedon <laughs> is rapidly becoming clear deserves to just go away for a while mm. um i think if you still like buffy you don't have to feel guilty about liking buffy because i think there's been a lot of people you know who've been pretty feeling pretty down this week about stuff that that has gone on and you know it makes you feel silly and like you have been so invested in a show and in a fandom and then the, the person at the at the center of that fandom turns out to be an absolute gross dickhead at the at the least mm. if not something worse as has been hinted at a couple of times but if that's the case you're not silly to have liked that show and to have found other people who like that show yeah, of um, course not. You know, of and course not. And that sort of thing. That, that, that's all. That's all I wanted no, to say because I think course. there's, I think there's a lot of people feeling very silly this this week, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel silly because lots of yeah. people like things yeah. and are duped by people who are very good at duping people. So the only reason you should feel silly is that you weren't on board the Xena train with me <laughs> earlier. That's the no, only I, reason you should feel it, silly. <laughs> no, but I will say what's interesting is that there was a, a an article, I think, that his ex-wife wrote about him a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, maybe sort of just after yeah, Me Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, talking yeah, about like saying, yeah, yeah, saying that he was kind okay. of a, a bit of a hypocritical feminist. And that kind of went away. And I feel that it's interesting that it's the fact that the actors on the show that he made are coming out and saying, you know, hey, look, there were some problems that make it resonate more. Yes, and, and also, and also, like times past. I, I think when the first sort of wave of of things came out about Joss Whedon, the thing, the thing too, and it, I'm I'm not discounting what what his ex wife said at all, but I think a lot of what she said at the time was framed in the in the fact that they were going through a pretty messy divorce, and a lot of people were like, okay, well, you know, it's it's bad that you're going through a divorce, but it feels kind of like you're you know burning the house down on your way out, and I think. In hindsight, people probably should have listened to her a bit closer because she made several allegations at the time that people did not interrogate at all, mm. Um, mm. including the fact that that he apparently was was having. Well, anyway, like, like we, yeah, I, I won't say anything on this podcast that could potentially get us into legal trouble. But no, no, it's all good. It's it's similar to that. It's come in the same cultural moment of the free Britney movement. That people yes, are like, yeah, yeah, weirdly it happened on this in the same week. Yeah, and people are really going back and looking at how Britney Spears was treated in the late 2000s, early sorry, late 90s, early 2000s, and mm. all these things. How she was blamed for the breakup with Justin. She was, you know, accused of misleading kids with bad behaviour and being overly sexy and, like. At the time, I remember going, that's ridiculous. I used to dance about to Madonna's song Erotica, which is about S&M, when yes. I was uh, 11 years old. Yeah. I literally used to dance around going, erotic, erotic. And my parents were like, oh, look, she's having having a good time over there. It's, it's <laughs> like they bought me the album for my birthday. They bought me Madonna's Erotica album. It was called Erotica. <laughs> she wasn't hiding anything. I danced around to that sucker for months. What I'm saying is the concept of Britney being the originator, uh, originator, origin, uh, originate, originate, the, the, the birther of, oh, my God, <laughs> young girls might dance sexy. It's just like I've always thought Britney was treated really poorly. And I went back and actually found an old blog post that I wrote when she had the meltdown and, like, shaved her head and all that stuff. And I was really proud of myself because I had written her an open letter going, hey, looks like you need some time out. I'd like to cordially invite you to come and stay at my house <laughs> and just hang out if you would like to. I'm in Brisbane. We can watch DVDs. That's how old the blog post was. I'm still talking about DVDs. And we can just, you know, I have to work, but you can just hang out and just relax and not be told what to do by anyone. I was really proud of myself that I wrote that. That's a, that's a very lovely sentiment. 13 years ago and didn't just slag her off. I had a little bit of a, you know, yay past Nat moment. But it's just, it's interesting to kind of once again go through this time of people going, hey, back then things were shit. My running theme of life is that back then things were shit. That's just my general <laughs> way of living is in the past. And I'm talking everything from 100 years ago and more to yesterday. Everything in the past was a bit crap. I don't know where I'm going with this, Stu. I can put a bow on it if you like, because my Please, it, it ties in with my general theory that on the whole, things tend to get better. Like it, it seems like sometimes things are going backwards, but on balance, things are better than they used to be. And the idea that you would go back and relitigate like Britney Spears shaving her head of all things 
and go, hey, yeah, we were all pretty pretty messed up in our reaction to that. Mm. I think that that speaks pretty well as yes. a society. Not not you know, which doesn't mean that there's not probably things we're doing right now that are just really bad and ill thought out. But that's what comes with time and perspective. And I think you know, as that moves on, you know, we'll figure out that you know something else is is poorly thought out, and, and we'll rethink it, and we'll all grow as people. Hopefully, yes, exactly. Thank you, Stu. And now that's our diversion done. We, we, really, <laughs> we really should start that tangent podcast. It's just all tangents. I'll go back to my list. I think I just started with that was literally on number one. <laughs> <laughs> FBI, no, sword guy. Yes. Being a, bit a, of a jerk. Seems yes. like he's probably being set up to be the villain. Yes. Which it does, doesn't it? Because yeah. he's got this. Cat Dennings, or sorry, Darcy, ends up hacking his mainframe because I love, <laughs> as you know, Stu, I love a good, I'm going to hack his computer. I, lo- I love a good mainframe hack. Oh, it's the greatest. But yes, he is revealed to be tracking vision, not tracking Wanda, but tracking vision on his secret computer yeah, file. Which is a bit of a, which is a bit of a revelation, but does make sense when you remember that they had Vision's body as an asset. Yes, so they can, they've probably got a you know, a tile key in there or something, you know, that you get off the internet to put on your keys. They've got, they've got like, find my vision app on <laughs> so their iPhone. Some dots on there. Quantum dots. <laughs> <laughs> bloop, bloop. He's over turns there. Out, turns out vision has a find my, find my vision app. <laughs> find my synthesoid app. <laughs> find my vibranium synthesoid app. <laughs> He's over there. Well, he is over there in this episode. He's super over there. He um, is. He is heading out of town. He actually breaches the border. He certainly does. My thing was, oh, he's going to go through that force field and just, like, come out in pieces because he's going back into reality and he's just going to come out as, like, a dismembered synthesoid corpse. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, I, I, mean, I did wonder what was going to happen when he walked through that barrier and what yeah. happened wasn't what I was expecting. No, he kind of makes it out. And then starts to get drawn back in, like, piece by piece, I think? Yeah, exactly. Like, like he's he's using all of his great strength to actually force his way out of that barrier. And the Hex is all the time trying to draw him back in to the point where he starts to disintegrate. But was that a disintegrating on the outside, as in returning to the dismembered corpse as was before Wanda stopped? No, him? I didn't think so. That's not how it played. It played as yeah. if it was inevitable that he was going to be drawn back into the Hex, or at yes. least... Outside of the hex, he was rapidly, you know, not 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 reverting to what he was, but but he was losing cohesion because the hex is what is sustaining him. Yes, I didn't notice, but did he come through with the mind stone in his head, or did he not have it? Um, there? Actually, that's a very good point. He did. Um, I, I did I did see that because I remember looking for it. I'm like, oh, I wonder if he'll have like a big hole in his head, and and no, he had the mind stone, which yeah. is interesting. That's so, a, that's a very good point. I hadn't actually thought about the implications of that until just now, but that's really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like maybe he would have, you know, struggled out of that and been like together in one piece, but with the big hole, like dead. Yeah. But he's not. He's in kind of full vision form. He certainly is, yeah. As you might say, a vision. Oh, weird thing, sidebar, he was in the title sequence called The Vision. That's yeah, the first I mean, time like, that's like, happened. Yeah, they, 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 they sort of vacillate back and forth on how they refer to him, but like The Vision is not, um, he's often called The Vision, yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fine then. Sidebar over. So, yeah, so I just thought that was a really interesting moment, obviously. But uh, it was also, it was it was interesting too, like it's it spoke to the fact that 
Vision's a superhero because he got out of the the thing and, and you know you at first he's going like help help and Darcy's there and then sort of going, you know for God's sake help him like you know he's calling for help and then he's like no the people in there they need your help you need to help them even though he doesn't remember being an Avenger he yes he knows that he's a hero he's, and he helps people he's got to help the people who are stuck in there like Agnes who we'll we'll get to mm. he is swallowed back up as Wanda like expands her the size of her hex i guess yes and he's just in vision form so he's sort of lying on the ground i assume he'll be okay but it looks like he's back in one piece yeah yeah will he remember will he know what he's done or will wander like zap his memory or you know do an edit or something like that i mean it would it would obviously introduce a lot more complications mm. uh, for him to have all all of his memories, but maybe he won't. Maybe he'll zip back to fun, crazy vision, and maybe it'll yeah. be the kids who who drive it forward from there. Interesting. I'm sure you'll be- talk because more. Because he definitely, like, I thought it was really interesting this time around, he immediately exits the episode, basically. He sort of comes down, and he is very obviously deeply unhappy with everything that's going on you know what i mean like he's barely putting on a on a on a, an act oh you mean at the start of the episode at the start of the episode yeah like i think it was really interesting that she's like oh you're wearing your costume he's like it was the only thing in my wardrobe. closet yes yes that's right and then she's like what and then he starts to joke again and goes i know how much you love mexican wrestlers and it's yeah and it's actually it, it, it speaks to like what a actually genuinely amazing actor Paul Bettany is that he can turn that on and off like he's turning on that really like very realistic very off-putting like frustration coming through and then he sort of snaps back into sitcom mode yeah for sure it's really really good and then he has that moment of saying oh no I'm on neighborhood watch Judy and Wanda is like oh but it's the kids first Halloween because of course it is because they just were born the other day <laughs> yeah that's right they were um, born like two days ago you have to be here and he's like, no, I don't. And so does he how, – how aware is he that this is his chance to slip out and do I some think he, – I think he's definitely aware that he's telling a lie and using the sitcom format to get away from Wanda for a while. Yeah, and is it because Pietro has shown up? Maybe. It could be. It and could like, be because he just, creates a, a buffer. Yeah, he is. he's able to – she's not watching him because she's too busy, you know, reconnecting with Pietro, mm. which makes me think – could Vision have had something to do with calling Pietro into the picture? Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Random thought, random, like if he, he's like, I need a distraction. Just because of how Pietro kind of acts through the episode, which is also on my list, which is he seems to be very aware that Wanda is doing everything and controlling everything Mm. and that he's actually impressed by it. But he sort of talks about details of fuzzy, I heard you call me and I came, something like that. I was shot in the street and then I heard you calling my name. Yeah. So is it something that Vision could have done with the Mind Stone to bring Pietro into the, like the only thing that's going to distract Wanda from keeping Vision, you know, happy and healthy and in a state of, you know, cocooned <laughs> sitcomness? Could it be her, her long dead brother, long lost brother? Just a, just a random thought. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a really interesting theory. I hadn't even thought of that. Once again, I'll probably forget that I said this, but if it comes up in the following <laughs> episodes, just remind me so I can talk about how much of a genius I am. Sure, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to remind you to give yourself a victory lap. <laughs> Maybe that's why I have such bad self-esteem, is I like just forget things that I do that are worth boosting my self-esteem. <laughs> 
So uh, I mentioned Wanda expands her mind. When she does that expansion, she takes the whole setup for the the sword. Yes, yes, um, I didn't write this on my list actually. So and yeah, I'm glad. So they, into a circus. Turns it into a circus, and all of the guards are clowns. And, all the and it makes me cool wonder. It does make me wonder what uh, Darcy is going to end up being because people have yeah. said they really want her to show up as a waitress at a small diner. Oh, I'm like, that like that, that would fit, like in Two too. Broke Girls. Well, they do seem to be doing meta meta commentary because another thing on my list, and we, we can come back to that that great, you know, closing uh, montage of, of um, food trucks and used cars, lots and stuff. It was really cute. You know, terrifying, obviously, but really cute. Is that at one point one of the boys says, kick ass, kick ass. And I, oh, went, yes. I went in my head, that dinged something in my head. And I said, didn't Stu say that that actor was in Kick-Ass? Am I getting that right? And then he walks off screen and Scarlet Witch looks after them as they go and just goes, Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass, sorry. Yeah. And I went, oh, my God, she just said it. Did I pick up on something? Do you want to, I, do you want to, know, the, do you want to know the crazy thing, Natalie? You talk me through um, it, Stu. Not only was Evan Peters, who we've been seeing as this new version of, of uh, Quicksilver, was not only was he in, in the movie Kick-Ass, but Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who played Pietro in Age of Ultron, was the main character in Kick-Ass. Wait, so both... Both wait, of them were in both... Kick-Ass. They played best friends. That's weird. Isn't that nuts? So that's just an Easter that's egg for fans, gotta maybe? Be, that's got to be a reference. Yeah. There's no way that's not a reference. And, and I don't know whether that ties in. Maybe it's just to add to the general sort of pile of like, oh, are they the same person? Like, are they connected? Like, what's going on? Is, but that, is, but that's, a, that's a reference to our world, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Kick-Ass is the one with Nicolas Cage, isn't it? Yes, and um, Chloe Grace Moritz as a... Yeah, as a, like, as, uh, yeah, a, like super, a super sweary teenage... Super sweary little, little girl who, yeah. like, kicks people's ass. It's great. Yeah. I'm just looking up images from the film now to see if I can recognise both of those kick asses there's a there's a picture of them both together they're, they're, they're much younger because you forget how long it's been since that movie oh so the, the quick ass quicksilver from the movie who got shot is he the guy in the suit Ah, uh, yes yeah yeah he's the guy in the in the green and yellow suit yeah in the green and yellow suit and then his friend is like a dork at the library or something yeah and That's so now they've both now they've both played quicksilver interesting is kick ass like a marvel movie or no 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 it's an independent movie it's, it's based on a an independent comic Right. Um, which was all about... Oh, like, it was 2010, that movie. Yeah, yeah, from from hey. an earlier comic, yeah. Gosh, I feel very, very old, um, <laughs> which I know I say often, but I thought it was like 2013, 2014, but 20, <laughs> So it is what it is. Like, like it's definitely... I, I feel like it's a very deliberate reference, but I don't know what it means. I can't figure out... Or is it just an Easter egg, like, or hey... Or just an Easter egg, yeah, maybe... We, Here's a fun thing that you can... Yeah, just to add to the weirdness that, that's going on in Westview. Yeah. All right, then. I'll continue with my list. I mentioned Pietro knows that she's controlling and the kid... Um, oh, yes, the kids. So one of them develops super speed mm-hmm. very quickly, like Uncle Pietro, who's very excited about it. Yep. And then the other kid develops, I guess, telepathy, like his mum? Telepathy, telekinesis. Yep, very similar powers to his mum. Yeah, so he he gets the I can hear dad or something yeah. like that, and he's in trouble. He thinks he's going to die or something like that. So I guess now's the time to talk about it. So in the in the comics, the teen heroes Wiccan and Speed, through a series of convoluted <laughs> steps, 
turn out to be the reincarnated versions of Wanda and Vision's two sons. Hang on, wait. What, what were their names? Wiccan? Wiccan, Wiccan and Speed. Wiccan like the, the druids who... Well, like, who... like the druids and Speed like running really fast, which he has one of the least imaginative superhero names I've ever seen. I mean, at least the Flash is like... It's like, you know, like they're in a flash. Exactly. You know, exactly. Gone in a flash. I'm just like, I'm speed. <laughs> Not speedy or the speedster. Well, no. I mean, ironically, there was a teen hero called Speedy, but he was Green Arrow's sidekick and he shot arrows. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't called Bo or... I mean, exactly. You'd think so, right? I don't Quiver. know. Archery. Mr. Archery. Quiver. <laughs> Um, but Wiccan, that's interesting. I suppose that explains like witchy powers. Yeah, exactly, which, and that, that, that's yeah. the that's the idea. The the idea that like they they mirror Wanda and and, and Pietro. Okay, uh, but you did but, use the word reincarnation. Well, I mean, <laughs> there, there, there's no suggestion. I, what what I think is happening, I don't uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, well, what I think is probably happening is not what the storyline as it played out in the comics, okay. because that that was much more convoluted and and played out over several several years. Right. Um, I think this is a much more condensed version where I think we will see these kids grow up into teenagers at least and possibly take on, you know, become part of the Marvel Universe. I think we're, we're seeing the birth of these two superheroes. I see. What I will say about those boys, because I finally worked out what why I wrote down the initials M-I-T-M, is Malcolm in the Middle. Is that Yes, the feeling that you got that is, from this that is sitcom. That is 1,000% what they're doing a riff on here. I never expected yeah. that this would be the 90s sitcom they do. But in hindsight, it's perfect because, because as it I've, stops- I've seen a lot of people point out, like, you know, it, it would be very – it would be relatively hard to do, like, a Friends or a Seinfeld or something like that. There's because no – Because it's not a family. Yeah. Exactly. It's not a family, but Malcolm in the Middle. See, it's not technically a 90s sitcom. It's it's 2000 well, exactly. to 2006. They've kind of skipped ahead a bit. Yeah. So they've kind of fudged it a little. But to be honest, I don't mind that much because when I realized what they were doing, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Well, and it also, again, works really well because they've gone to a single camera sitcom. Yes. So whereas all the others had the audience, the multi-camera and the laugh track, this one has gone to single camera so they can do – talking to the camera narration. So in Malcolm in the Middle, Malcolm talks to the camera. Nobody else does, but he breaks the fourth wall. And in this one, both of the twins talk to the camera and explain what's going on with their parents. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I was going to say, I think it's very significant that it's Billy and Tommy who are the ones who are breaking the fourth wall. Yes. Because you wouldn't think any of the other residents of Westview would be in that position, right? People who who are within Westview and within the purview of the Hex. You would expect... Wanda to be the one who's like breaking character and looking at the camera, but it's the two boys, which suggests well, that, you know, there's something going on there. They're, they're definitely not just enslaved members of Westview or a figment of Wanda's imagination. They're something. They, yeah, they, they are part of the meta narrative. Yeah. Huh? Do you like that? Yeah. I, I feel like I was very smart saying that. So, yes, I really enjoyed the sitcom, like, just keep going or the song that they all sang and. Yes. You know, it was like crazy morning getting ready for school. Wow, aren't fa- families crazy? And I don't think we've <laughs> talked about it before, but all of the WandaVision intros are written by, God, and I'm blanking on their names now, but um, they're the same husband and wife duo who do the Frozen uh, soundtrack, but also who did Avenue Q. Avenue and, Q? I was going yeah. to say Lopez. Yeah, the Lopez. Um, yeah, yeah. Lopez. Yeah, they did Avenue Q, and I think they did part of the Book of Mormon as well. They, they did write Book of Mormon as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
So um, absolutely brilliant songwriters and clearly, you know, Avenue Q is such a good pastiche of Sesame Street. They clearly <laughs> are able to bring the parody. That's it. Um, bringing some of that. Um, what was uh, They Might Be Giants did the Malcolm in the Middle. You're yes. not the bars of me now. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely that sort of that sort of vibe. Whatever they brought to that, it was definitely mirroring that. It was so it was such a it's such a specific thing. You know, like like it wasn't like they were going for a general '90s sitcom or an early 2000s sitcom. They were going for Malcolm in the Middle, and they hit the they hit the target. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, really, really good. So, a few other things on my list. There was some reference from Monica Rambo about a friend that she was going to go meet and get oh, a device yes. off. Yes. To get back into the hex. But she didn't mention, obviously, who that was. So that was like a little bit of sizzle. There are so many theories as to who that could be. And I don't know who I want it to be. Like, uh, I feel like whoever it's going to be is going to be a slight disappointment because everyone's built it up so much. It's probably going to be the dude from S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, the guy who died in the Avengers and everyone was really sad. And oh, was... Agent Coulson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. And everyone was able to band together and win victory because, you know, his name was Robert Coulson. Was it? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a deep fight club pool. <laughs> His name was Agent Coulson or whatever. I'm making a fight club joke that's not quite working. But um, if you know fight club, you know. And then he came back to life and had a whole, like, TV series. Yes, he certainly so did. Rumours of his death were greatly exaggerated. But what I also wanted to say about Monica Rambeau is that Darcy points out that um, she shouldn't go back into the hex mm. because she's had, and I, I wrote this joke down in my minute challenge to you, she's had a hex change Oh, my God. Hey? 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 <laughs> Am I going to get cancelled? Jesus that- Christ. I was about to say, like, that that might be that might be the one that does it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a joke. It's just, like, it's a she, her molecular structure has been changed. It certainly has. And that's really interesting. Like, I, I said before, like, we, we weren't sure whether, like, it was the snap that had messed with her at all or, or anything like that. But it turns out that, yeah, going in and out of... Westview is what has really done it for people. But then you do wonder, like, so is that going to affect every single person in Westview? Well, I don't think so, because I think they were there when she created the border around them. Mm. So I think there's something about the physical act of going through the uh, Yes, and that's a good field, point. Yeah, absolutely. Which means it will affect Darcy because she's gone in. But mm. maybe it's the fact that you go in and out. Maybe if she's in there when the curse is lifted, curse, force field, whatever you call it. <laughs> well, it's a modern day. It's a modern day curse that she will be okay because she just went in the one way. And also maybe it was because Monica was thrown out, you know, violently sort of thrown out, might have influenced it. True. There's ways I can see them. There's ways that they can get out of making everybody, you know, crazy photon powered superheroes. There's ways that they can get around it. They they might not want to, though, because like some people, I, I can't take credit for this, but some people have sort of speculated that maybe this is how you get genetic mutations running around in the Marvel Universe. Oh! But, but that then would suggest that every single mutant comes He's from a small from... town in New Jersey. <laughs> they all like Bruce Springsteen. That's it. <laughs> they all eat that typical New Jersey food, which I don't... They're all members of the Sopranos. I'm trying to think of every New Jersey reference. John Stewart is there. Um, <laughs> I think I've busted out of all of my New Jersey references. <laughs> 
But yeah, so I mean, like, you know, that's one theory. It certainly seems that whatever has happened to Monica going back and forth through that energy field has fundamentally altered her on a, on a cellular level, which, as we know, is going to give her superpowers. Which is cool. That's very cool. I mean, I'm very interested to see because we didn't really see what happened to them. They were in a car driving to meet her mysterious friend. Yes, and they, when they the, sort of took the, off. The expansion started happening, and they're like, "Quick, drive, drive, drive!" That thing was moving really quickly, and it was about to catch up with um, Dickhead Sword Boss because he was like, "Can anyone hear my voice? Can anyone, anyone hear me? Anyone at all?" Mm. And there was just no response because everyone was now a clown, or in fact a mime, so they couldn't speak even if they wanted to. <laughs> So we didn't see what happened to Monica and Jimmy. So if she goes back in again, maybe that's the trigger. Maybe it's like a third times the charm sort of third thing. Third times the charm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did notice that she she did like a name drop without name dropping. She did a sizzle drop. What else did I have? Oh, the road that was the edge of town that she mentioned to the boys that she they shouldn't cross was Ellis Avenue. Yes. And I'm trying to see, like, is there a – I thought you might know if there's like a reference there. Is Ellis – the name of a character or like the oh that's a very good that's a very good point actually um the closest i could get was like ellis island like because you know quarantine for new immigrants that was the yeah. closest no, I, I could make. yeah exactly <laughs> i just feel um, like there's so much significance in so much that they do i felt like there had to be a reason for ellis so what initially leapt to my mind was like the comic book writer warren ellis but i don't think i don't think he's ever had much to do with these particular characters so it's oh, right. one of those things yeah. where, it's one of those things where i'm just like so isn't he in a, reference. isn't he slightly in the Joss Whedon pile at the he's, moment? He's he's very much in the in the he has been told to go away for a while camp. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it could no, be, no, this is another one we've... of my childhood heroes who sort of <laughs> I'm sorry, turned out to be Stuart. a complete pile of shit. I'm so sorry. There's a lot of them. I'm really it's sorry. It's very wearying after a while. No, um, but the good thing is I always love Brittany and she's still great. So <laughs> things going really well for me. So hey, let's look on the price. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're um, looking. You're looking on the bright side, Natalie. That's that's very that's very admirable. But yeah, um, no, I think um, I, I can't think of any significance. But but basically, that, that that's sort of the ring road around town, and just beyond that is the city limits. It seems. Yeah. Speaking of the city limits and the ring around town, Vision finds Agnes in yes. her car at yes, the very edge of town. Did you notice what she was dressed as, Natalie? To me, it looked like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes, it sure did. She was dressed as a witch. Yes. And That's she interesting. Laughed, she laughed like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. When she was went crazy and started laughing, she was laughing just like Margaret, what's her name, from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> That's the one. Thank you, Stu. Your Hollywood, old Hollywood <laughs> knowledge comes in handy once again. But, yeah, that <laughs> your little dog too like she's just doing that exact pitch so i was like that's very interesting is there some sort of good witch bad witch scenario being set up possibly i don't know but the fact that she was lost you know she was like i was just trying to find my way to the town square and i took a wrong turn and i got lost in the town i grew up in well remember and this is this is the thing vision makes a point he's very confused he's like how could you get lost in the town you grew up in but we know that they haven't sword haven't identified a a resident to match her with. They, oh, that's they don't right. have a yeah. they don't have a specific person that they're like, oh, that's this person. Yeah. We don't know who Agnes is. So did she grow up in the town, or she is she relatively recent? 
And if that's the case, like, is she actually lost? Did she yeah. really get lost? Was she trying uh, to escape her? Was she um... trying to escape? Was she trying to move on? Was she there to keep an eye on Vision? You know, was she actually... Oh, was she actually far enough away from Wanda that she had gone into that weird sort of fugue state that everyone was in? Oh, I forgot about the fugue state. Yes. Well, the, the intensely... I mean, for a Halloween episode, it's, it was intensely creepy. It was. It was super well done. I actually rewound a bit to go back and look at it again, at everyone kind of standing there just slowly. Mm. There was one woman who was, like, putting up a decoration... And yes. just like a tear started over just and running over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down her eye, or her cheek, sorry, from her eye. And I was like, oh, man. And then because we have the knowledge that this stuff is hurting them, that tear said so much. Like she's mm. just over and over pinning up a decoration in incredible pain. Yes. Well, that's um, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's really beautiful the way they've done it. I think... I'm at the end of my list except for the costumes. So we mentioned last week that Scarlet Witch would be turning up in her OG Scarlet Witch costume and Vision in his OG Vision. Does he normally wear, like, the boxer shorts or is he more in the sort of Well, no, what I love is that they're they're all, like, Wanda seems to have gotten, like, a a proper, like, Halloween costume, whereas Vision seems to have cobbled his together out of stuff he found in the bottom of his, his drawer. And so does Pietro. So Pietro shows up in a version of his comics costume I, as well. I, that's what was going to be my next question was yes. I assume that's what he looked like. But what I love is that he did like Wolverine hair. Did he have? Yeah. I mean, if you look at pictures of him in the comics, he often has like these weird wavy. He's drawn with these weird flicky things to his hair. I think it was basically the the only live action equivalent they could really do is make it basically Wolverine hair because it's very specific to him. He has a very specific like comics look. So I'm not sure whether you can look at that at all, but. I'm just um, bringing it up as we yeah, speak. Yeah. So he's got this these weird flick things, like like bangs almost in in the front yeah, of his. Yeah, it's Wolverine hair. Yeah, it's pretty much Wolverine hair. Although some have speculated that like we're talking about witches and demons and things, so maybe he maybe that's pointing to something. Speaking you know, of so... pointing to things, mm. Stu, the images that I can see and some of them very, <laughs> he has like this white stripe leading to his belt, which is angled in such a way that the whole thing looks like an arrow pointing directly to his junk. <laughs> so well done, Marvel Comics. But it doesn't yeah. look like the one from the film from Age of Ultron. He's kind of just got like a running no, he- He's gone, through, he's gone through a lot of different versions of his costume. But in this one, he was just in this, like, grey-blue tracksuit with some... Yeah, yeah, we, we, which is basically, like, yeah, as close as he gets to a default costume. And then, obviously, uh, I think it's little Tommy? I forget, I forget which is which. But one it of the, one of the matter, kids... There's yeah, it the cool matter. one and the uncool one. Yeah, that's right. So the cool one is the fast one, and, and so that's, that's speed, and he's dressed basically identically, like he's dressed like his cool uncle. But what I, what I did like is that the other one actually dressed very similar to the costume that Wiccan has in the comics. So that blue headband. Oh, I see. That blue yeah. headband and, and the, the shirt and everything. It's actually like they've gone out of their way to make him look like Wiccan from the comics. That's what I was trying to work out what he looked like. And it was only when he started going, oh, I can feel things uh, that I thought, oh, he's just a version of Scarlet Witch. But yeah, now I'm looking at the comics image and going, yeah, that's pretty, uh, yeah. it's pretty naff. Um. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So, like, in terms of the costumes, that's that's really interesting. That um, they all basically get a version of their comics outfit, which is very cool. Nice little. It was mod. very very cute. Okay, so that's the end of my list, uh-huh. uh, and it's time for the podcast to end. So thanks, Duke. <laughs> proud of my observational powers this week it's been very good not great <laughs> no, no, you've been on the ball today i think it's been really interesting um 
So M- Milo's was basically the same. So I just started off with life is unfair. <laughs> uh, that was that was a whole thing. Comics, uh, accurate costumes, Wiccan and Speed, and the key. Oh, the the other thing that I wanted to mention was that um, a lot of kids in this episode. You know, after last oh, week, yes! we heard that um, Vision had never seen a child in Westview. Oh my god! And I didn't even notice there were freaking Suddenly kids everywhere. They're everywhere. And then Pietro brings it up. He's like, man, you know, I don't know where you've been keeping them all. But how did he know? Because well, exactly. That, that's there. the thing. That, that's one of the mysteries. He seems to have way more knowledge of what's going on than even he's letting on. He seems to have a, a good handle on what's going on, and he's talking to Wanda specifically about it. He's not talking to her about in-episode stuff. He's talking to her about, hey, so we're in a, a created bubble of reality that you've created here. This is pretty weird, you know. Like, yeah. like he's doing it in like a fun sitcommy brother way, but yes. that's the that they're having well this is the thing he references you know i'm here i'm just here to to cause you grief and turn up and get in at a bit of attention with mm. the with the brother-in-law and have fun with the kids like he sort of acknowledges his role as what yeah. he's there to do in the framework of the sitcom exactly yeah, yeah. So, so he knows that he's there to fill a role in the sitcom it's interesting I'm, I'm sitting there going okay so does that mean that he just has more awareness because he's her brother and he's come from somewhere else so that so he wasn't here to start with, so he has a level of self-awareness that other people within the Hex don't. Or because it's her, like she's conjured him. And yes, he's just yeah, maybe, maybe. Because, you know, secret spooky twin magic. You know, you know or he... the other possibility is that he's not Pietro at all and that he's someone else who looks like Pietro, but there's a reason that he looks different. Uh, <laughs> I think my brain just broke. <laughs> I keep struggling with how much to sort of how Reveal. many theories are out there. All of these theories are out there. Like they're all out there on the internet if you want to get them. I think if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're interested in them, but I don't want to sort of give away like huge amounts in case they're wrong and in case more importantly, in case they're right. But I do think that there could be more to Pietro than meets the eye. And if there is, then I suspect he may have something to do with the big boss villain who possibly is behind everything. Is that sword jerk? Not sword jerk. Okay. Or it could be sword jerk, but I I, I don't think it is. All right. I think there's something bigger behind all this. Okay, that's so mysterious, Jim. <laughs> what else did you have on your list? Um, I think that we basically we covered everything else. I had Wicked and Speed. I had Agnes was dressed as a witch, which is interesting, and we mm. talked about that. Um, and I mentioned Vision breaks through the hex. We mentioned uh, Monica's going to be a superhero. I, I just wrote down Haywood's definitely a villain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Haywood, that's his name. I should learn his name. Yeah. Except he doesn't deserve me to learn his name. He's he's being too much of a dick. So he uh, can be oh. he can be Dick Sword. Wait, that sounds cool. Mm. I'll work on it. Sword dick. That just sounds Um, like a Marvel character. The ad this week. Oh, my God, the ad. The ad this week. Because I missed it Again, so extremely specific. Remember how many ads in the 90s had, like, weird claymation things? Yes, yes. And how many ads were for delicious dairy dessert treats? Yes, like yogurt, like, but they couldn't call it yogurt because of, you know, the dairy content or something or the chocolate chip content or something. Yeah. So it became like dairy desserts, like yogos and, you know, the ones you tip like fruit and nuts into or tip yes. yeah, hundreds yeah, yeah. and thousands yeah, into. I, I just really, I really liked the, like both the references this week were incredibly specific and I really appreciated that. I was like, they yeah. weren't doing any gestalt. 
sort of, oh, here's, you know, we're kind of doing family ties, but it's sort of every 80s sitcom, really. Yes. You know, it's like, no, 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 this one, this one is very specific. This is Malcolm in the Middle, and in the middle of it, there's an ad that is very specifically those yoga ads that you used to watch. But it's so dark. <laughs> Extremely dark. Because the kid uh, can't open the tab on the yogurt, which is... Yes. Really interesting because that is kind of a tricky thing to do if you're a kid and you're not coordinated. It's sort of one of those things that I remember. It's like, can you open the yogurt top for me? Like it's for some reason that rang true that it, it's hard to get the the top off the the yogurt. I've, I've transferred to saying yogurt now. Um, maybe I should just say yo play because it's French for yogurt. Mm. <laughs> I just made myself laugh with that really dumb joke. <laughs> But I think it's really interesting that the theme of the ad is your magic. We're eating it up. We're going to eat up your magic. Why is that significant? Well, well, I mean, you know, we're thinking about why someone might have engineered the hex in this whole scenario. Are you talking about Galacticus? Isn't he the guy? I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Galactus. No. That's that's a very that's a very good pull. No, no, well, I've, I've, I've exhausted my comic knowledge now. I've, all I've heard is that Galacticus is the guy who eats stuff. That's all I know. Well, basically, I mean, if, if Wanda didn't create the hex herself, or at least didn't initiate the hex, then who did and why? And finally, we have a very small clue, I think, as to why that might be. You is know, this a clue we, that you can share, or is this like a spoiler? No, well, yeah, well, exactly. Well, I, I think, you know, like, it's, you know, the yogurt is called Your Magic. And, like, he says, yeah, we want to eat up your magic. I was leaning more towards it's it's a snack for survivors, which was like mm. the tagline. So you that kid wasn't a survivor. Is that like pointing to the fact that her kids won't survive? I don't know. I don't know. Or does it point to the plight of people in town who are forced to sort of sit there motionless and and not, you know, slowly waste away if they're not within the direct line of sight of the main character? It was really spooky, that whole revelation of the the zombie townspeople, I guess. Mm. I wonder if there's like... Because Agnes, at the start of the series, was all, I'm here to help. I'm your friendly neighbour, Agnes. And then in this one, she's literally trying to get out of town. Has well, she I mean, been that, that's to what we're point... led to believe. Or is she there to make sure that Vision does something? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, you said that. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, I mean, like, you know, like she might have been trying to escape or she might have been there to sort of keep an eye on Vision or to make sure that he does something. Either one of those things could turn out to be true. I don't know. Hmm. But you're right. Like, like, how does that track then? Like, if, if she started out, I guess maybe she's been slowly breaking free of whatever's happening. But Yeah. Well, the only other thing that I could think of in that vein was Herb, the next door neighbor. We finally saw him again, but he was dressed as Frankenstein, I, I want to say. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. At, at one point, Wanda, because Wanda... <sighs> In many ways, until that very end, she was quite passive through this episode. She didn't really do a lot of magic. She stopped mm. the boys kind of running around a bit, or the, the fast one running around and said, take your brother if you're going to go break the sound barrier. But it was a lot of her kind of soaking up information or trying to understand information as opposed to trying to hide and, you know, magic things out of the air. Sure conjure things but herb says to her at some point are you okay wanda do you want anything to change that's right when she found out that vision wasn't on duty and he was like oh do you want something to change yes and she was like oh no it's fine it was a very deliberate choice of words it wasn't do you want me to give him a call and get him back here or do you you know it was do you want something to change like agnes said Hmm. last week with do you want me to do that again 
yeah, there are people within Westview who seem to either know what's going on or, or certainly be more aware of what's happening, mm. you know, like it's, and of course, like, you know, Herb and, and Agnes were the two who were talking, yes. you know, in the seventies episode where, where Vision sort of comes out and tries to talk to them and Agnes is like, no, 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 which don't, is, yeah, don't say anything. It's what made me think, okay, was Agnes first up, had first contact, so she's now kind of gone insane and is trying to get out and Herb is now moving into her place of like, can I change something? Can I? Mm. Wild theory, wild theory. No, no, totally. Yeah, no, it could be. I I still don't have a firm grasp on exactly how it's playing out. I feel like I have the broad strokes, but like like the the little details are really going to like be interesting to see them sketched in. It's going to be amazing. Mm, For sure. I think that's it then. I did just want to mention some people have pointed out, I can't take credit for this one because I didn't clock it, that they did a cutaway gag in this episode, which was actually really fun. I'm not sure how that works within the conceit of Westview, but it was fun to see them do this little cutaway gag to their youth in Sokovia. Uh, oh, yes! Yes, yes, a little yes. flashback gag. Yeah, like they did a flashback gag. Like a little I don't know party. how that works within the within the conceit of like Westview itself, but it's fun to do a little flashback gag. Yes, where they go uh, give them fish for, as their trick or treat. Yeah, trick or treat, you know, to share. <laughs> like that's a good joke. But <laughs> I was sort of looking at it going, okay, they they're dressed as something. I can't immediately spot it, but people have pointed out that they could be dressed as Black Widow and Nick Fury, because Pietro in particular has an eye patch on. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what that would mean, but... I would have just thought pirate, but I suppose it could be an Easter egg. Yeah, like a lot of people have sort of said... I, and I mean, like, she has red hair as well. So, I mean, it, a lot of people have sort of said that. I'm like, uh, what was it them or was it someone else? I don't know. Go back and have a look for yourself. I don't know. It, it's, it could be an interesting Easter egg. But I, I, I did wonder how the flashback works within the conceit of Westview itself. Like or that, whether that's just a part of that particular sitcom format. Yes, but but like what what I mean is like you know within uh, up until now everything has been within Westview you know self contained. So right. how are they okay, how are they doing a flashback to Sokovia when they were children? Yeah, it's like a mutual yeah like like flashback exactly like what, what's going psychic on psychic flashback like how how does that work within the conceit of the of the hex? I don't know. That'll be interesting. I wonder if that'll ever be explained. It probably won't. It's just something that occurred to me. But on that very strange and, and half-assed note, uh, that's all the notes that I had. <laughs> so. Hooray! I enjoyed the episode. I really, really did. I think that it keeps surprising me and I just enjoy the ride of this show. It's delightful and each week you're getting more and more and this week was probably slightly more obvious in the sizzle like monica going i'm gonna go meet my friend yes hint hint but you know the fact that darcy's gone into the hex and everyone else is now a clown (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was that sounds like we had a stroke like it's i know i know but it's interesting to go like how far could wanda go if she really turned on those red eyes and just well, expanded that thing, like how indeed. could she get all the way to Manhattan, you know, from Jersey? I, I will just say that in the comics, she's gone quite a bit beyond that in the past. Really? Yes. So I don't know whether that's what they're implying will happen here, but we will see. Interesting, Stu. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Whatever it is, whatever it is, give it to me now. So I think that's it. I think we're done. Are we done. Yeah, we're definitely done. Okay, it's it weird because I just episode. it was Lots of fun. questions. Lots of questions, which means if you have questions or answers, more importantly, you can find us at Disco Stew 
on Twitter. I am at Girl Clumsy. Uh, you can uh, find us via Facebook. I've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. And a massive thank you, because I don't do it enough, to my patrons on Patreon, patreon.com slash Girl Clumsy, if you do want to support this pop culture content that we're producing. It's incredibly, incredibly helpful. I really can't stress that enough given the year that we have had. And to those of you on my Patreon, I really cover you all in kisses. Thank you so much. You really just help make this all happen. In fact, you just make it happen because I probably wouldn't otherwise. Until I can find a way that I can, you know, get off the Patreon train again because I'm very conscious of not wanting to be too reliant on people, but also thank you so much for your support. And this is a very weird statement to be making. Essentially, I'm trying to say thank you. And you know what I mean. It's been a tough year. So you can find us uh, on the Twitters, on the Facebooks. NatalieBohensky.com is uh, my website. I have not updated it in a while. It's got James Bond stuff on there mostly. But once we get into Raven Bat, uh, hopefully I will uh, start putting up some Batman stuff. Thank you, Stu. Thank you, Natalie. We always like to say, what are they doing to you, Stu? What are they doing to What are they doing to us, Natalie? It feels so redundant now because we kind of, you know, have gotten past that. But still, what are they doing to us, Stu? <laughs> what are they doing to us? What are I they hope, doing to us? I hope we eventually find out. <laughs> Until next week, then. See you all later. Bye. <laughs>